0: hello and welcome to episode number 214 of the super horror bros podcast i'm your host matt and joining me as always is my brother mike hello how's it going
1: pretty good pretty good dude
0: we are back again what did we see last we was in the cinema right we're in the of... cinema
1: mate we were yeah. in the cinema i mean <laughs> still... i don't want to remember much more about it than that, but we <laughs> were in the cinema
0: yeah don't spoil it we might have loved the movie but um yeah definitely listen to last week's episode um yeah kind of what a second return to the cinema post lockdown mm-hmm. uh we saw a bit of new mutants we'd and uh, the movie that, certainly... that we
1: never thought we'd see
0: yeah and some some you know we kind of wish we didn't in some ways, but um
1: yeah, spoilers again
0: <laughs> that's in the past um this week we're back to discuss a new Netflix movie um and a sequel in fact to a movie that we covered for the show um. Mm-hmm which can't have happened much um obviously we've been doing this for a while now but actually Mm. you know kind of like two movies and then a sequel that's come out obviously there's it but that's kind of like a two-part story um the only other one i can think of was um happy death day um we obviously saw that in the sequel i think there was one other that i was thinking of but um now now i'm thinking about it i just kind of yeah was there did we cover two of those i don't even know (laughs) we did didn't we I, I i think you might be right maybe <laughs> i think i did it um but uh yeah not not a huge amount really surprising mm. there? obviously we would have seen some this year um that got delayed which is always fun um but yeah, I guess moving into the news, um, it's funny because we had a big extended news se- uh, segment last week, um, and this week you is pretty much the saved same. Some. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> going to say, like it's not, trust me, it's not quite a week. Um, <laughs> because yeah, a shit ton of stuff has happened with some really interesting stuff uh, uh, involving a lot of franchises that we care about. I don't and, know. Um, well let's see um so starting with the shittest news um mm-hmm. just to get it out of the way and yeah i kind of bumped this one to the top because it only happened a few days ago um but we're not going to be seeing Candyman anytime soon <laughs> um <laughs> Yet another delay, so obviously this got moved multiple times, I think it was coming out in June, then it was in August, mm. then it, then it uh, picked up the October slot that Halloween left open, um, and now it's decided to eradicate that and they've just said sometime in
1: 2021.
0: 2021.
1: Yeah. Unattainable mythical beast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, like on, on paper, this dream of a One 2021 day. just sounds like so incredible.
1: <laughs> One day we will be in 20. 2021 talking about movies on the podcast i don't know what year 2021 is yeah but one year one day we will be in that mythical beast that is 2021
0: yeah and we're probably gonna be doing two shows a week (laughs) if all these movies actually come out which they definitely (laughs) won't um but yeah, this sucks. This is kind of like one of the dominoes that have fell post-Tenet. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, we can talk a bit of Tenet later on, um, because we, we have seen indeed. that movie. Um, so yeah. we will be discussing it spoiler-free later on. We'll just have a quick chat about it, and then we'll talk more about the implications of it, because basically mm-hmm. kind of the box office of it, and then uh, kind of um wonder woman has been delayed and then obviously Candyman, and that was kind of like based upon the tenets performance in north america um but we'll kind of get into that stuff later on um but yeah candy man delayed it it really really sucks i really felt like this was the one that was just gonna stick to its guns and would at least get one of those big movies this year mm-hmm. um and we've been seeing this trailer at the cinema as well when we've gone recently uh, we and have as well it's such a good trailer, man. I, I just want to see this movie so much. Um, My, the
1: only thing I'm grateful for is that um, we keep seeing the same trailer. Yeah. Uh, because for certain movies, uh, non-horror movies, but for yeah. Wonder Woman and James Bond in particular, <laughs> yeah. we, we have seen approximately 15 minutes of that movie now uh yeah. through the trailer. Mm. Uh, let alone what we actually know about the full length of the movie because of those 15 minutes like I feel mm. like I've seen those two movies to be honest with you at this
0: point 100% of this. Like, I, they're It's like not I even movies that one. we're yeah they're not even movies that we're massively hyped for it's no. just like just seeing it and it's just gone into my brain now where yeah like I could tell you pretty much what happens in both those movies and it, yeah there's been about
1: four very long trailers that have come out for those two movies
0: yeah it's a shame because I was buzzing for James Bond when that first mm. trailer came out and now I really couldn't give a toss like I want to see it but like the trailers have just killed my excitement for that movie um but yeah moving on this this next new story man i thought that this show would outlive me would outlive this entire show (laughs) and i and i did not think that i would ever get to announce (sighs) this on the podcast um but ladies and gentlemen just pour yourself a drink because the walking dead is finally coming to an end um i cannot believe i cannot believe i just said that and i'm gonna be free i can't believe how how this isn't a big of a news story like i kind of saw a little bit of chatter on twitter the day it got announced but i didn't see nowhere near the type of response mm. that i would expect that they finally i mean i guess it's because there's just so much going on to like occupy people's headspace right now but the fact mm. that they announced the end of the unkillable never-ending show and it and it yeah. didn't really generate too much of a response like blew my mind
1: like, like how many shows go uh 11 seasons mm. you know it's it's unfathomable, especially outside of like comedy. Like, kind yeah, I was to
0: genre television. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: like genre television going like this far. I mean, like, it's mad because obviously, like, American Horror Story is, is mm. catching it up quickly as well. Um, yeah, but they it's have the benefit, insane. don't
0: they? Of obviously like getting yeah. that kind of soft reader every year, whereas this is yeah. like one continuous story. Obviously, yeah. characters have cycled in and out from the start, but it is still mm-hmm. the same canon. Um, yeah,
1: and but, I'm, really, uh, I'm I'm really pumped for it to be honest because obviously we're getting the the uh, was it the season ten finale and then it then season eleven. Uh, yeah so there's
0: yeah there's a lot there's a lot to get through here um basically yeah so like you said the season two finale is airing soon in october um Mm -hmm. season yeah season 10 kind of it says here so it was previously announced six additional episodes that will be considered part of season 10 will be shot and aired in early um 2021 um so i don't understand that because the season finale is soon like i know walking dead has always been shitty with its Mm -hmm. whole like mid-season finales and all of that stuff um because that's why, like, even though they're on technically season eleven, a lot of these seasons are like two seasons in one, really. Yeah. Um, but um, and yeah, part of this it says that the season eleven will air over two years and consist of twenty-four episodes. Um Jesus Christ. So, so that that is a lot. Like, I don't know how normally they have in many episodes, but yeah, so basically, not including the finale, apparently, there's gonna be an, a six episodes and this twenty-four. So there's still thirty episodes to be filmed Thought and aired. Close. Yes. Um and this will air until late twenty twenty-two. Um so so of course we're nowhere near the show actually ending, but they've actually given an end date. Um as part of this news story, they've announced another spin-off, um yeah. which stars Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride, um, who are kind of they're apparently the only two cast members that are still on board since season one. Um says that as part of this news story. I have no idea if that's true, but I do know both those characters, so I can confirm that I did know who oh, yeah. Daryl and Carol were at one point. <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: they're not. I mean, unless they've killed someone off and I forgot about <laughs> it. Um, I'm pretty sure Carol's still kicking around.
0: No, that is Carol.
1: Oh, sorry, it's who did you say? Oh, sorry. It is Come Carol on. and Carol. Oh, sorry, I thought you, I thought you were um talking about... Uh, oh, God, I forgot her name now. Maggie. But Maggie came in season two now, I think. Season three, maybe. She came right. on the farm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Carol and Carol. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, they've I got was, their spin-off. Um, I was busy researching how many episodes are in each season of the walking dead and <laughs> right. each season is about 16 episodes ordinarily yeah that's a lot but you know what i mean they're not messing around it's not like um, i wonder how,
0: do you know off the top of the head scene as you're already doing the research and like i guess you could have an
1: yeah so add 30 to that no, right no, that's, they've oh, got that? Them on, like, oh okay right yeah. god that's so many episodes yeah. <laughs> jesus christ yeah, like, um, 177 episodes but and yeah so when you so, think of that we've still got like a good 20 percent of the show yeah. to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah you have that's for sure um i'm only, I'm
1: only 80 85 through
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm certainly not but uh, yeah so this cool. this this new spin-off series is slated in for 2023 so obviously once the main series ends um there's another spin-off here as well there's apparently an episodic anthology series called tales of the walking dead that's coming soon um of course there is the movies as well i think it's mm. two movies that, um starring uh andrew lincoln um mm-hmm. obviously portraying rick in a couple of movies as well yeah. so we
1: will yeah. be covering for the show
0: <laughs> the, like the walking dead's not going anywhere but like it's, it's still crazy to me that they announced this yeah. like, especially in the midst of a pandemic because i feel like that's kind of you know decisions yeah decisions could change though and i'm wondering like whether they'll stick to this but I know it's still a lot more content to come, but I just, I never thought the show would end like ever. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, we've, we've spoken about it a bit about the numbers that they've been getting because walking dead used to get crazy numbers mm. and they really have dropped off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And I, as someone that's gone through the whole kind of scale of emotions with walking dead, like I have been very much enjoying the latest season mm-hmm. and, um, it's a shame that it won't get in the numbers because the numbers that some of the worse kind of years got were, were just not right. Um, and and so maybe they just saw that and said, you know what, look, let's just get way ahead of the game here. Let's get it announced. We're going to do this giant, you know, that's almost two more seasons, basically, that they've announced there. Uh, it's not just one. Um uh, and you know this this get people pumped and get people back watching, so we can have two years of those viewing numbers again hmm. um, before we drop off, and that's what they've got to hope. Um, and probably as well, like it, you know, th- there's got to be a, there's got to be a concern that if they don't pick up those numbers, are they going to get all of those episodes? You know, mm-hmm. it's, that, that's the other wild thing, because their numbers have been pretty trash, haven't they? Like, I thought they were well, I don't before,
0: know. They, they, they were so. bad because compared to before, but I think enough people were still watching yeah. it. Like, I'd be surprised. Like, I think they've got enough of a budget and the fact that they're already committing to all of this other stuff. Like, mm. I get where you're coming from, but I think if the viewing figures are dreadful, then they'll just cancel the spin off show. Yeah. Like, I don't think they'll, fin- you know, not finish these episodes.
1: Yeah, I think that's why. I think the other shows are the ones where they might not happen. Mm, because
0: um, i think that's what they're hoping like what you say building that momentum getting people back to watch the finale and then they'll be like oh by the way there's still like five other walking dead projects that mm. you can still enjoy because um, is that fear the walking dead is that still going yeah, on it's like, still
1: going yeah still going. I, I only big... watched one season of that i mean that's the thing i don't feel tethered to mm. any spin-off even daryl and carol like i i, I can leave it you know, I'm um, uh, I'm I'm interested to see the Rick movies for sure, and obviously mm. want to see how this pans out. Now, I'm glad as well that like I I really like the the villain that's going on right now, and kind of um you know everything that's going on there. I think it you know it's it's setting up nice for a ultimate finale.
0: Mm.
1: Um, so yeah, just still a long ways to go.
0: Fear the Walking Dead is its sixth season starts in October, yeah, know, bad, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> which is crazy. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, because
1: that that was why the. I'm pretty sure oh, that's yeah. why the season that the finale got delayed mm. because they wanted to coincide it with Fear the Walking Dead. There must be some sort of character switchover or something like that that they wanted to do because mm. it's it's very weird that we've literally had to wait six months for just one episode.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. Um, mm. But yeah, a lot of Walking Dead stuff. Um, moving on, actually, to some Screen News now. um Yeah, oh, kind yeah. of the news that we all knew That's was going to happen.
1: We haven't talked about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, we like we've talked about it no end, but we haven't talked about it since it was officially confirmed. Um, mm. That Nev Campbell is on board for Screen Five. um Yeah, yeah we kind of knew this was going to happen because it was on the production schedule. We talked about months ago. Um, but it was nice to see the official announcement. Of course, we already had David and Courtney confirmed. Mm. Um, we were already getting multiple kind of cu- new cast members announced. Um, I think what's really fascinating as part of this story is that they were announcing a bunch of the new cast members, um, probably most notably that Dylan Minnette is going to be in the movie, um, which we've seen in a few stuff. And that's just really odd to think that he's going to be in it. Um, (laughs) But Marley Shelton, um, who, of course, played the infamous uh, deputy Judy Hicks in Scream 4, she's returning in this movie. Really? yeah so that is kind of crazy because it's the first obviously non-legacy character the non of the free that is returning Mm. um so it kind of it confirms that the canon of all of the films is legit um because obviously people wondered if they were going to do the whole halloween bullshit of like hey it's just the first movie and now this and because that seems to be like the trendy thing to do these days yeah um so i think it's cool that it confirms that you know all four movies canon is legit Mm. um but I also think just the, where it puts this movie starts to be fascinating because, of course, you know, her character was the, the whole flirting with Dewey, um, kind of trying to create that, um, you know, problem yeah, in their marriage yeah, I guess drift
1: between, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, and it's interesting because like their characters have so coincided with their real lives and obviously the fact that David and Courtney are separated right now really makes me think that they won't be together in this movie um mm. and, and and her being in this movie as well I think backs that up even more because of course you could just have Dewey with her as a couple um yeah, it's
1: a very strange one because obviously I just want Dewey and Gail to be together Same. Um, What do you think about that? Yeah, and I was just well because I'm just sick and tired of it. Like having rewatched, you know, the movies recently for our retrospective. Like, are we going to get another
0: like Will they? Won't they? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was it was one of the most frustrating things. Really, that I was just so pleased with Scream Four that there was the Hicks thing, but it wasn't really prevalent. It was Not more that she was an annoyance for yeah. Gail more than anything. Um, there was never like this conflict between her and Dewey massively. There was just a bit of jealousy, mm. and um, yeah, I don't. I, I just want them to be together for ease because I just don't need anything else. Um, I think you you can't make a movie where they hate each other.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I just don't think that will work because they need to be working together ultimately um uh you know and unless one of them's the killer um and then you know i just think it it makes sense but i'm i for me all of this news is fantastic you know it's what i needed obviously we we almost knew it was coming but now it's been confirmed i'm just i'm just happy because if you're gonna make scream five you they're, they're doing the right things right now you know these casting announcements are the right things to do um yeah the only thing I am like getting disappointed about is seeing these casting announcements. Just reminds me of um, Free from Hell, and mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for the Richard announcement.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'd be one for sure. Um, yeah, th- this this movie is just. It is really, really fascinating. You know, we're going to see it over the next coming months and year, and see how it unravels. And man, it could go so many different ways. Like, it could be so awesome, and it could be so, so bad. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where they go with it. Like, it's great that they're all back, and now it's a case of how do you handle those three characters in a fifth instalment? Um, are they going to treat them with the respect that we want? Are they going to go for shock value? Um, yeah, and then obviously the new cast. The new cast is is what it is, really. Like, there's no point remotely even going through the names and judging it because you know prior to scream Four, i would have had no opinion on any of those actors um and they no. absolutely smashed it every single one of them um so yeah it's going to be fascinating man i can't wait to see when this movie actually comes out um but yeah moving on to a new trailer actually we had for a new movie that's coming out this year um, i'll tell you what
1: just before you do though did mm-hmm. you see that Jenna ortega is in the car yes. who is yes. from this week's movie just to mm-hmm. tie it all in
0: yep <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'll, I'll let you
0: carry on now. Yeah. No, I didn't want to go into it. Cause there's loads of names. Mm. Yeah, she was definitely yeah, the one I like I've that, seen yeah. in a few stuff now. Cause she was in you as well. Season two. Oh, uh, heavily a stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's in it as well. Pretty much like any young actor that you've seen in like Netflix stuff is like in this movie. And and that makes <laughs> sense. Cause that's kind of what was always the case with scream of yeah, like definitely. who's the young hip actors at the time, like get them in there. Like Dylan Minnette is like, I think younger than I think, because he's just been around
1: for so yeah, long. He's been around t- too long.
0: Yeah but like he can still pass as like a high school girl i guess but like in my mind he's like 35 but i'm sure he's probably like
1: 23
0: (laughs) um but yeah no the next news story um is about a trailer you probably wouldn't have seen this one um for a movie called freaky um so this trailer um is from christopher landon who directed happy death day and the sequel Mm -hmm. um and we'd we'd heard about this movie like i remember hearing the um the kind of description of this movie a while back, so I don't know if we ever discussed it in the news. Um, but basically, it is Freaky Friday, but as a horror movie. Um, so we have kind of this Donna. young, <laughs> we have this young teen in high school, um, this girl, and then we have this serial killer. And you know, it, basically, the setup in the trailer is that they they switch bodies, and then she has like until I don't know midnight, a prom or something. I don't really know what it is, but basically, she needs to like switch back. And so you have that great comedic value of you seeing the young girl who's now a serial killer um and of course the serial killer being um this young girl inside the body um what's interesting is the serial killer is played by vince vaughn um which is interesting so so this trailer I, I i think it's a really good trailer i think it definitely it reminds me of when i saw happy death day the trailer um looks looks funny looks fun um i think much like happy death day it shows way too much but you know it is what it is it's trailers at the end of the day um yeah it mm-hmm. looks like a fun time like um, the things i'm interested in are the fact that they've just announced this now and they've said it's coming in november 13th in cinemas is mm-hmm. odd you know and yeah, then there's cool. a little, in the middle of like all of these movies that are just scared to like do anything. It's weird that Bloomhouse are just like, yep, has this movie and it's coming out soon. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's Friday the 13th in November as well, which is the kind of the date they're sticking to. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- I think Vince Vaughn is going to be interesting because of course he's got a very difficult role to play in this movie. Yeah. He needs to be a convincing serial killer at the start. He then needs to be very funny, whilst you know portraying like the actions of a teenage girl and that's going to be very like it's he looks decent in the trailer but i just wonder if that gimmick would wear off over like 90 mm. minutes um yeah cool. i
1: personally struggle a bit with vince vaughn so we'll, we'll yeah
0: see. he's one of those guys that you just he's vince vaughn like i mm-hmm. i don't ever believe him in the role i'm just watching vince yeah. vaughn, basically um which is fine it can be fine um the other thing as well and this is such a small thing but i like to just have have a go at these movies for no reason um yeah. i don't like the title like calling it just freaky when when literally the setup to anyone is Freaky Friday but a horror movie. Like is that is that them just trying to be homaging? Like to me, it felt like a test. It's, it's weird,
1: especially because it comes out on Friday the Thirteenth. It's like they mm. want to call it Freaky Friday.
0: Mm. <laughs> I know. I mean, is this is this Bloomhouse where they were like they did try to get the license and then they just didn't, so then they were like, we'll just call it Freaky instead. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I think the title fucking sucks, but the movie does look cool. Um, yeah. They should have called it
1: Swappy Swappy.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, part of this as well. Happen kind of um, Christopher went on Twitter and was asking a few questions, I think about this. Um, and he was talking about happy death day. Cause of course everyone's asking about it and mm. kind of interestingly, someone asked him, um, is it kind of like a spiritual sequel? And he said, they certainly exist in the same universe? Um, which, is, <laughs> which, is, which is like a weird comment. Like, I don't know if it's, there's going to actually going to be any references. I'm sure maybe they'll have like that baby mask in the background or something.
1: Uh, um, yeah. I don't even know. Like when people <laughs> say stuff like that, mm. you know,
0: yeah, I don't think it means anything. But he also said about the third movie, um, because people are still asking about it. Um and he said, Yeah, it's called Happy Death Day to Us. Um hmm. and he basically said it's it's definitely off to the side at the moment. I wish it wasn't, and I know that uh, Jason Bloom is passionate about it. I know I'm very passionate about it, and I know that Jessica Roth is eager to do it as well. Um he said he wrote the idea for the third movie some time ago. I think we're all really excited by it because it's very different to the other two films. Um so we're really just crossing our fingers and hoping that the fan base continues to grow. Um, um, basically saying that yeah we we reported on it at the time that the kind of the box office revenue of the sequel whilst good certainly didn't immediately make bloomhouse want a green light a, a third mm-hmm. movie um so it's cool that it's still there it's cool that they, they still want to make it and yeah i think leaving it a few years like i didn't want to see it immediately within two years but in three or four to five years like i, I hope they revisit it um so yeah it's it's still there Definitely. like Like that movie obviously was like a slight disappointment to us, but I I still would want to see another one.
1: Yeah, Um, I think so too
0: but yeah moving on um just a very short one regarding creep show um we're hitting all the big all the big franchises I, this week. <laughs> I did tell you um basically we got a few casting updates so obviously the season two which obviously got delayed to next year unfortunately um kind of uh we yeah we got a few cast announcements for the, the upcoming season and there's a couple of awesome names in here um so first of all we have ashley lawrence um of course star of hellraiser um which is just awesome to see and then the other one being keith david um which yeah i'm a huge fan of him and it's awesome to see him in this movie as well um so yeah yeah, i'm really excited
1: to see ashley back in something like Hmm.
0: yeah i've not seen her in a while
1: (laughs) no i've only seen her like on documentaries and Hmm. that sort of thing talking about things retrospectively so yeah i'd be glad to see her back in the genre
0: yeah i think that about both of them really where it's Mm. like yeah they're both awesome and i've not seen them for a while but yeah i think they're perfect for something like creep show i think that's what season one did so Mm. well of these these character actors that you just don't really see popping up and being like oh yeah they're they're like i i love it um so yeah that was a really cool one um uh, next up is just a very small update, really, just to kind of say congrats to this guy, because um, Host, which continues to be, I guess, the biggest sort of breakout hit of 2020 in so many mm-hmm. ways, um, kind of Rob Savage, the director, um, has kind of signed a free picture deal with Blumhouse, <laughs> which is nuts. Nah. Um, yeah, like a huge success story That's for these awesome. guys. Yeah, it's really cool to see. Um mm. But yeah, like this, this kind of this little movie that was a bunch of guys obviously made it. I should say as well that it's um him with his team from hosts, the kind of the producers and the writers and mm. the editor. They're all together as like a unit, which is awesome to see. Um, and yeah, like there's not too much to say here other than congrats, really. Like these guys deserve it.
1: Oh, it's awesome um, news. Like it's one of the one of the like feel good like mm. stories of 2020, really. That that someone made such a positive from lockdown mm. and this yes yeah. we found ourselves in and also just made a fantastic movie that i thoroughly enjoyed
0: yeah i completely agree like i'm glad someone was able to kind of really take advantage of that situation that really wouldn't have happened otherwise and mm. yeah like this movie i don't think would have happened were it not for mm. the pandemic and so it's cool that there's at least one success story to come from it um, yeah it's
1: awesome
0: and yeah i look forward to seeing their obviously bigger projects in the future mm. um but yeah the last news story now um pretty interesting one actually to save for last um we have the opening movie for this year's fright fest
1: (laughs) um we do
0: indeed as we as we always joke that fright fest never ends and it's already coming around very soon um (laughs) but uh yeah basically the opening movie is trained to busan peninsula um which is pretty insane like i did not expect this um it's Mm. Peninsula is such a weird movie that we discussed a lot in the news and how it kind of got its early theatrical release in Asia. Then it kind of, it, it came to the U S theaters in August, which was pointless because there was barely any theaters open anyway. Mm. Um, you know, it was a, the company who picked it up for the production rights there. Like they announced the August release date miles ahead of time. And they just seemingly just couldn't be bothered to move it. Um, <laughs> so they released it and it almost made no money, but um, and I've been keeping my eyes peeled for a UK date and Yeah, basically part of this. So it'll be the opening movie for this year's Fright Fest, which is on uh, October 22nd. Um, I should say as well that the remaining lineup of this year's kind of October Halloween Fright Fest event is coming this week on the 17th of September. Um, So we'll be able to discuss that next week. Excellent. Um, Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, But, yeah, Studio Canal picked up the movie in the UK for release. Um, Apparently, they're going to be previewing the movie around Halloween in cinemas. Um, It will be full-released on November 6th, and then the kind of Blu-ray and digital will be November 30th. Um, Nice. So, yeah, it's cool. Like, we finally – this is the first actual – kind of release we have about this movie in the uk um and it's cool that they kept it secret because i've been looking up this movie on, on an almost weekly basis and could never find it about like uk release um so kind yeah, of it was cool well. that yeah like fry kind of got it out of nowhere and then off the back of that like it is getting a wider release um so yeah we will be seeing this movie at some point in the coming months which is pretty cool like I'm I'm tentatively looking forward to this one. Like, from what I've heard, it's not exactly what I'd want from kind of a spiritual sequel to that movie. Um, You know, a lot more action-orientated. But, yeah, it it still sounds interesting for sure. Like, are are you looking forward to this one?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, (laughs) it's difficult because I was such a fan of the first one. Mm. I'm the same as you. Everything I've seen doesn't overly interest me. But then, Mm. to be honest with you, the first movie was probably like that until I actually got my Mm. eyeballs in front of it. So... Um, I'm hoping that they get to put together something you get some of that special sauce that they had in that first movie. And then, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be fully on board because that first movie just did some, you know, stuff that I just hadn't seen in a genre that is oversaturated with movies, you know, yeah. So it, it really was something special
0: yeah i completely agree like when i saw train to busan it was so incredible and i was just interested in seeing that guy make another movie and then Mm. kind of when it was announced that it was peninsula and it was this kind of like semi semi-sequel and obviously then it kind of got rebranded with the train to busan name in there and yeah like i never wanted to see train to busan again you know so Mm. it was always like oh i'm glad they're going in a different direction it's just the direction they're going in doesn't look as interesting to me but um yeah it's it's cool man like this seems like one of the few releases that at the start of this year we you know we actually wanted to see and it looks like we are actually gonna see so Mm. (laughs) unless unless this is one that like gets taken from our hands at the last second which would be unfortunate
1: yeah and i think Um, that's probably why i can't get super excited (laughs) about it but the fact that we have got this announcement with fright fest Mm. with a a cinema timetable and with a blu-ray timetable yes we'd like to think that worst case scenario we get the blu-ray
0: yeah i was gonna say Um, like in the next three in the next two months we have three different ways that we can see this movie um so yeah we will be seeing it at some point um Mm. but yeah that was that was the news this week there was a lot of good stuff wasn't there like good stuff (laughs) like that literally all happened in the last week as well which is pretty Mm nice um but yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about the babysitter killer queen yeah like we said at the start of the show um a sequel to a movie that we've already discussed um Mm. what was it back in 2017 yeah it's gotta
1: be in
0: it yeah which like three years now just feels like 10 (laughs) (laughs) like very you know going into this movie um was was struggling to remember the overall beats of it i was like oh yeah samara weaven was a babysitter and then there was a bunch of gory pills um well
1: yeah I mean, I remember with the first movie. it was around about the time that we saw quite a few similar sort of things. Netflix mm. were pumping out these kind of comedy horror mm. um, and there were a couple that involved babysitters as well yeah um, and so I remember we saw like a you know a couple in quick succession and liked them both, but in, my, in in my mind never distinguished kind of between the two um. And so yeah, going into this one, I had to kind of refresh my brain as to uh, what happened in the first movie. Um, But I did enjoy the first movie quite a bit. I remember it being like, a, like I say, it was just now we would have like gone mad for that Mm. first movie. um, And, you know, I'm excited to see the second one because at the time it was there was so many similar sort of movies coming out. But yeah, Yeah. it, it was it was definitely the first movie was enjoyable
0: yeah i completely agree like i remember liking it but it it never left like a massive impact and i Mm. remember about a year ago when i knowing that like oh yeah they are making a sequel i was like huh that's a weird movie to make a Mm. sequel to, because it kind of felt very complete and had a pretty strong conclusion so i kind of wondered where they would go with it Um, yeah here we are
1: (laughs) and and yeah this movie um you know being called the babysitter killer queen made me think that um this was gonna be uh you know a a very kind of you know almost peninsula type Mm. sequel um and and yeah it it certainly is not this is a direct sequel to the first movie um this movie picks up kind of two years after cole our lead um survived the satanic blood cult so i guess kind of (laughs) i guess spoilers for the first movie a little bit like yeah um, just throw that thinking, straight away <laughs> yeah like you have to watch the first movie before you see this movie for sure and even yeah. when we even when i go further into my synopsis i think kind of there will be some spoilers for the first movie it's almost unavoidable mm. um but yeah cole um is kind of living his uh his new nightmare, which is surviving high school. And he is kind of very much an outcast. Everyone uh, doesn't believe him from the events of the first movie, um, kind of Samara Weaving's character, uh, B um, kind of um, disappeared from the scene and left Cole to kind of foot the, for the blame and, and kind of everyone thinks he had a bit of a mental outburst and uh ended up smashing a car through a house and kind Mm -hmm. of blame him for that and thinks that he's made up all of this blood cult stuff to um cover his tracks um so yeah he we we join him kind of in counseling with his parents not believing him and kind of his uh best friend from the first movie melanie his only real kind of um companion um and uh she kind of entices him to um skip having to go to a kind of um mental health facility with his parents and go on a little uh weekend partying with her um and a few others Hmm. um and yeah the the kind of crux of the movie takes place um uh like a, a party on a on a lake um on this big boat and uh the uh, satanic cult rears its head again and uh, comes after Cole one more time. Um, I think that's probably about as far as we'll go plot wise for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is so heavily linked to the to the first movie, um, shockingly so for me. Like I just mm-hmm. wasn't expecting it. Um, this kind of crazy sequel to a, to a movie that I just didn't like really think would um, yeah have such a sequel um and yeah kind of even with um the the cast and everything a lot of the cast have gone on to do other things obviously um Samara from the first movie kind of um has done a hell of a lot and I thought that you know that with with her and kind of um Melanie's character you know she was in Doctor Sleep you know and suddenly Mm. she's back for the sequel it's kind of um, it's kind of crazy that they managed to get all this cast back and tell such a true sequel to the first mm-hmm. movie um yeah it's
0: it's fascinating like especially because you know that first movie we've seen a lot of movies that are like that and mm. i think they don't serve well to having a sequel because you kind of have the setup and the story and then it's done and so mm. when the movie starts and, and and you're like well there's not going to be a babysitter anymore and, yeah. and you know there isn't in in what you've just said in the uh description so you're kind of watching this going like what the hell is this movie going to be about yeah. which, I, which i did like like about 20 minutes in you are kind of thinking like where the hell is this movie going to go like i mm. it's cool that you're just living with our protagonist and he's kind of trying to go through the like the problems that you've said where he only has one uh, person who believes him because melanie obviously saw what happened and then yeah even his parents are just kind of like this kid's crazy pretty much Mm -hmm. um he is this outsider like they got a little bit too heavy with that, like especially the way he dresses and stuff. I just found it
1: ridiculous. <laughs> the like, way he dresses is wild. Yeah, I don't know
0: why they put him in like a three-piece tweed suit. He just looked like such a. Oh, it was just ridiculous. Like, but um, but other than that, I did actually like. Like, and again, that's the tone that they're going for in this movie. Like, this yeah. tone is like the first movie and almost even more so like very silly very slapstick Mm. very camp um and kind of like even though there is some serious stuff to be said about kind of like this young kid that's gone through this traumatic incident and he's just Mm. trying to live his life which would be almost impossible um they ultimately do tell it in a very silly way um
1: yeah his counselor his guidance counselor is very kind of slapstick and (laughs) all of their meetings are just kind of hilarious (laughs) Um,
0: like our main character really he's kind of the only one that yeah he's the only
1: deadpan one and then we we get introduced kind of early on to like the new girl in school Mm. uh phoebe played by jenna ortega and um she Mm. plays things relatively straight as well throughout and she's kind of this uh another outcast she's been all all (laughs) that she gets introduced to the classroom and as like the prison was doing an exchange student service so phoebe will be with us for a few weeks and it was it was something like that wasn't it <laughs> and, yeah and i was just like jesus christ <laughs> so um yeah she plays this kind of very dark character and um you know is is kind of a great addition to the existing cast i think mm. um and, and yeah for me like I uh, going into this one i had i had little uh, to no expectation for it i'd seen i'd seen the poster I hadn't recognised Cole, to be honest, from the first movie. Um, I hadn't really, I I hadn't really kind of looked too much at at it or the artwork, and just thought, okay, well, we'll just see what this is about. And um, yeah, after after literally five minutes, I had to pause it and kind of do a quick kind of refresher on the first movie, and then kind of strapped in for this movie and ended up having a blast. To be honest with you, I think um, this movie. Doesn't take itself seriously, and also, and is almost quite hard to talk about on a podcast where we try to review and rank and recommend things. But this movie just wants to have a good time, and I had a really good time watching it. I think, I think the cast is stellar. I think, um, you know, I enjoy kind of um, Melanie and the the Blood Cult. Uh, all the members of the Blood Cult, kind of obviously. Um, uh, general ortega being in it as well i think cole is a good kind of he plays a good version of that sort of character he's not the most likable but i think i, I grew to like him as the movie came on and he, he and he came out of himself as well and i kind of i laughed a lot i think the the jokes kind of hit and then when the horror comes along it's just it's just this really crazy funny over the top gore um it's exactly what i wanted aqua to do um and it didn't at fright fest and and this delivered like it delivered on some just absolutely crazy kills very the first movie was the same it's very kind of final destination a lot of the kills aren't planned or intended it's kind of a series of unfortunate events and um yeah it, it was really fun to watch it unwind and you know, it it kind of builds up to this moment at the finale, which which I enjoyed as well. And yeah, I just kind of I just kind of dug it throughout. Really, I really wasn't expecting to. Um, and I think people could, you know, break it down and and criticize it, and I wouldn't really be able to stick up for it. But I just had a real good time for this for this. You know, just switched off and watched some dumb fun.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what you have to do with this movie. Like, mm. I agree with what you said. Of like, any any over analysis or critique of it is kind of missing the point. And mm. I don't want to say that in terms of like just giving the movie a pass. Yeah, um, exactly. is because like it definitely has some things that suck. Like, uh, but I think overall, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I had fun with the movie. um It was definitely a little bit long. um So yeah, take your shot at this point. Um, but uh, but like I was going to go there. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't help myself. Um, but uh, I I, yeah, I still had fun with it with like I don't think the movie's ever exceptional But I think it's mostly good and then it has a couple of great moments in there and um so yeah i think overall it is a fun movie like i really like cole as a lead um yeah. kind of that actor judah lewis we've seen in a few stuff now and i think he's always great and i almost foresee him as like a male version of a scream queen in this movie which i really dig mm. how he's kind of like this the lead who was just the um you know the he <laughs> i don't want to say it but like damsel in distress is what i'm thinking of in terms of the first movie where it's mm. just a bunch of fucked up killers trying to attack him and he's just basically trying to survive
1: um yeah. and i mean he really of- comes out of him in
0: this movie yeah and so like then this movie is that kind of cool trope that you see a few times of like the again you normally a scream queen and kind of how do they deal with the you know like a laurie strode of like how do they carry on trying to live their life after they've gone through this fucked up situation um but but kind of coming from a male perspective and so yeah like i dug that and i really like the role he plays um and yeah like i think for the most part like he's always really good with his interactions with everyone um Mm -hmm. I I definitely agree with you that, like, the cast is the strong point to this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think other than a couple of people who, even though they only have smaller lines, um, aren't as good. But I think for the most part, like, our our lead core of characters, which in this movie is... um, kind of cole melanie and phoebe are so good like all three of them are just exceptional mm-hmm. and play their roles really well um, a lot of the supporting cast i think is absolutely hilarious i think um oh my god the kind of the shirtless guy really makes me laugh the Shirtless guy is the best. um and i loved his parents as well cole's parents especially the kind of the two yeah. dad characters in this movie yeah. um, so such a stupid cutaway but i just really really liked their interactions yes. it was just so stupid Um, It was
1: almost just like Get Out, wasn't it? When you had those kind of cutaway moments and those two were just being absolute clowns. Yeah. Yeah, I had good time, man.
0: I I agree as well. Like the the psychiatrist character, who's only in like Mm. two scenes, but he was Mm. really funny as well. Like really, really good. Um, So yeah, like I had a blast with it. I think it's... um, you know, it could it could try a little harder to kind of make it a bit more cohesive. I think when, when you get into the crux of it, and, and obviously we're avoiding kind of spoilers, but when it gets into the horror and what this movie is actually about, it does come a little bit like characters just running around in the middle of nowhere and kind of running in circles. Like, you don't really get a sense of what's going on in terms of what they're trying to do, mm. other than just they're just trying to escape being killed, which I guess is fair enough, but like visually what it looks like they're basically it's at night and they're basically in the middle of nowhere aren't they they're just running around these like i don't Mm. know stone area and like yeah like it
1: it would seem more difficult to run into the characters that are chasing you where they are but they Mm -hmm. ultimately do that constantly
0: yeah, yeah. Cause it, cause it, is the middle, it is like hills of iceland isn't it Of just like this is the arse yeah, like, they,
1: they got a good lead at one point and <laughs> they ended up they ended up just con- constantly stumbling back into the kind of blood cult um yeah but yeah, like if yeah, your
0: plan is to run away just run in a straight line
1: <laughs> yeah um but you know it is kind of part of that dumb yeah kind of thing that it's going for as well like it's That's why it's so difficult, like you say, to critique, because it's because it's doing so many dumb things and I I enjoy its dumbness. Then Mm. I give it pass for things that a normal, serious. If this was a serious movie, I'd be ripping it to shreds for those sorts of things. Mm. And it doesn't deserve a pass just because it's a comedy. But I think kind of the lightheartedness and the the kind of what they're going for. They don't really care about the plot. where the characters are going it's all about the set pieces the gags and and just having a good time and and you know kind of the gags come frequent the set pieces come frequent and the movie kind of does go at a decent pace and then so I think kind of um yeah for me like I I never really took a step back and got frustrated in the moment and I think that's one of the big things just like in the moment for this movie I, I just had a good time
0: yeah. Um, I, I think it's not really a spoiler to say because like their their characters are literally on the poster and we, mm. we already discussed them really. But like, yeah, the original set of like cult killers from the first movie obviously return in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um and they all died in the first movie. And yeah. they're kind of like a classic example of what you're saying, where the movie does in a very faraway way explain why they're back and they're obviously they're going to be trying to kill Cole again. But like the movie doesn't give a shit. It's just like, no, these cast members were fun originally. And we had fun yeah. killing them all off again of uh, the first time. So guess what? We're just going to do that again. And we're just going to have these people trying to kill Cole again. And, and...
1: I would, I would be down for like sequel after sequel where they come back and just like <laughs> reference the fact that they keep coming back and dying in dumb ways. Like I just yeah. think it'd be really funny and really entertaining.
0: <laughs> mm yeah it's cool because they're they're like they you know they have these powers on the side but i feel like ultimately the joke is on them where like Mm. they're pretty much cursed to just have bad luck forever you know because like it's one little kid who's like an unarmed scared kid that they're trying to kill and they're just all so useless in trying to you know achieve yeah and
1: you think like you know like shirtless guy is just like yacked with a machete at one point Mm. and he and he just still doesn't like get near get near Cole. it's hilarious
0: yeah but yeah like uh, I I'm with you like I I like the movie overall like I think it yeah. um you know it, it's it's such a Netflix movie in a lot of ways where it, it must have a ridiculous budget and i think that like uh, the fact that the it has about 10 different licensed songs always makes me laugh when you watch netflix movies compared to let's say like other horror movies that are kind of on demand um because you'd never have that in another horror movie but the fact that there was like 10 recognizable songs that just pop up in this i'm like oh yeah there's that netflix yeah. budget kicking in <laughs> yeah
1: no that is the funny thing
0: which i always um, love to see and uh yeah and I, so i think like this is a, a I, I have to imagine it's a pretty big budget i think they have an exceptional cast and i still like the movie but i feel like it maybe could have been a little bit better considering they kind of you know they already got the kink sat in the first movie so it's like right we're back again we've got this cast again we've still got a great budget um you know you've got a director who's done some decent stuff as well Mm -hmm. um what I will say as well is because you'll you'll like this, but there's multiple Terminator references in this movie. Oh, um, I've been of holding course, off. <laughs> of course, our our lead. I remember when we saw him in Summer of '84. Um, mm-hmm. We said that he would play a, a great young John, uh, yeah, John Connor.
1: We really um, did.
0: And yeah, I still stand by that. Like, that's all I was thinking of when I was watching this movie.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't want any more Terminator right now. But if they did, this guy would be great. Um, But yeah, what is interesting, actually, is that the director of this movie, um, he no longer has the the accolade of directing the worst Terminator movie. So congrats to him. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, (laughs) And yeah, if you don't think the Dark Fate is the worst Terminator, then you are wrong. Um, But yeah, congrats to the director. He's having a hell of a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, this movie has three Terminator gags, and yeah. like it, like nothing makes me happier than a movie referencing Terminator 2. Mm. Um, so yeah, at the very start of this movie, when he's like, I feel like Sarah Connor at the beginning of Terminator 2, like mm. that's that's like uh, Michael Scott levels when he references feeling like Nev Campbell and Scream, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it was just a real great moment, and yeah. uh yeah i uh yeah like i say the, the movie you know it, it's funny because we find ourselves talking about comedy quite a lot on this show mm. but um the gags just really work for me in this like and, and i think kind of um i you know besides shawn of the dead historically i've really stayed away from all comedy horror and it wasn't until we started doing the podcast mm. that we kind of almost had to watch them because they were releases that were coming out and i've ultimately found myself kind of getting a bit of a passion for it really and really starting to enjoy them like i think it was among the best stuff we saw at fright fest was the stuff that had comedy elements in and yeah like this you know it's it's weird because they're never going to be like this isn't going to be movie of the year but it's always—it's just a nice palate cleanser. It's something that's just really just enjoyable, and you know you have a good experience that week. When and sometimes when we're doing films for this podcast, the weekly film we watch can be a grind. Mm. And if you get in a cycle of four or five bad ones, just getting a nice dumb comedy horror like this just really really sits well with me.
0: Yeah, it's like what we said before, already, where I think that, that it's easier to make a good comedy horror and then it's, you know, than a regular horror. But then it's way harder to achieve that real greatness yeah. of like an overall, you know, amazing movie. I think that's why that we've seen a lot that we've enjoyed and a fun like this. But if you look back on our top 10 list, they've yeah. really featured that highly comedy movie. Yeah,
1: Happy Death Day is probably the only one. Yeah, there's
0: been a few like Belco mm. Experiment and that. There's like a couple that have obviously I done have it all right. Comedy, um, but yeah. Kind of, yeah. But, um, yeah like but then obviously this year it's like <laughs> you know all, all, all uh bets are off because this year is just a mess but um yeah, yeah i i think this movie's fun I, I would like to talk a little bit about spoilers so obviously unless you have anything else to say we could go into our recommendations first
1: yeah we'll go into recommendations um, um yeah
0: you go yeah like i you know obviously you, i think you have to have seen the first movie what i will say mm-hmm. is that it does do a good job of filling in the gaps like they constantly show you stuff mm. in the first movie which i think is needed because yeah i had read a very brief kind of analysis of the first movie just to jog my memory but i was so thankful that visually they were showing a lot of stuff of like oh that's how that character died and oh that's what happened at the end um oh that's what the neighbor looked like like it was cool to be reminded of those things on screen um but yeah, if you enjoyed the first movie, definitely check this out. It's the same energy, but just kind of turn up to 11 and even more absurd. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like, don't come in thinking it's going to make sense or be cohesive. But if you just want like a really dumb movie with a really fun cast, this is definitely for you. And like I say, if it's already on Netflix, you probably would have already made up your mind at this point anyway.
1: Yeah, I think, I think for, for me at this point, um, you know, th- these two movies are a great Netflix double bill. Mm. and I think kind of yeah you can't watch one without the other and so but my recommendation is what watch them both you know I think they're they're great fun if you've already seen the first one great jump into this one um but they are like I say they're they're not they're not um I'm not going to be singing from the rooftops about these but in terms of this review and talking about this movie I yeah I I definitely recommend it as is you know a fun time and you know some real final destination like kills as well. Mm -hmm. um which which i miss seeing and and even having to you know uh, final destination never did it funny whereas this does it funny but it still does it you know very good and yeah Yeah. so yeah watch it
0: yeah um so yeah spoiler alert for this movie now the sequel Mm -hmm. um because yeah there's there's definitely a few things worth mentioning i think we we have to start with the kind of elephant in the room with this movie (laughs) um which is samara weaven um Mm -hmm. obviously she played such a huge role in the first movie and you know going into this i did not expect her to be in it
1: not Um, the slightest
0: yeah because she's just obviously so famous now and so i really didn't expect her her to return Plus, she didn't really need to like it it was weird right because if you remember like everyone died in the first movie except Mm. for her character um and so in a lot of ways you would think oh maybe she'd be the only one to return but as soon as the the rest of the cast returned who did died i thought of it as the other way of like oh well she survived and she just like buggered off basically and is and is not to do with the story anymore yeah Um, so then we get these flashbacks to when she kind of is recruiting the 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 kind of the cult as it were Mm. and these scenes are really weird because they're super short they're like literally like five to ten seconds at a time yeah with like one gag usually And she's yeah. there and she sometimes says one line She sometimes even just like does a look yeah. Or a smile yeah. and, um, and I was like I don't know if you But you, you start thinking that thing of like did they, Was this filmed in the first movie I And they would delete And Yeah like right. that's what it felt like um because they're very uncohesive they just kind of rammed in there and some of them are good like like say shirtless guys one in particular was awesome where he's kind of like in a fast food restaurant he's got his name badge attached to him but he's still not wearing a shirt of course um that one was really good
1: all of his stuff is gold
0: (laughs) yeah um but the fact that she does pop up in these small moments it Mm. is weird and then of course later on in the final act she's there she's back you know as a main character
1: yeah
0: yeah and so like what do you think about that? Because I think it's cool. That, obviously, it's cool that they got her back and it was cool to see her. But I feel like her return was ruined by these like stupid little flashbacks.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um, because obviously, I was thinking the exact same thing as you, that these were shot before and we mm-hmm. wouldn't see her properly. Um, but then, yeah, when they were kind of building up to this moment and we start to see kind of... She she basically walks from out of the sea. Yeah. Kind of, and as soon as I saw, like, the, the you know, the, the hint of a character, I was like, well, it's clearly going to be Samara. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that would have definitely hit harder had I not have got those other vignettes beforehand. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of liked those scenes as well. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I, I think I could have done without them and it would have the 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 finale would have hit harder, which would have been cool because it's awesome seeing her back. I I really enjoyed the arc of her character and kind of how that ultimate kind of final scene did pan out. It was um you know it, it was entertaining. Mm. Um and yeah it would have it would have hit that a little bit harder had we not had those scenes before. But it's just it's wild that they got her back, you know, and all of the cast.
0: Yeah for sure. Like I was happy to see her back and I, yeah, I loved the scene she was in properly, but yeah, mm. I, I think that's a terrible choice. Like uh, it's really cool because yeah, you see so many flashbacks to the first movie and I almost would have liked it if they never flashed back to Samara, almost where you think to yourself, like, you know, they can't even yeah, show can't her even performance. Her face. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, you know, she's that talked about babysitter, you know, she's literally in the title of this movie, but then you mm. spend two thirds setting up all these other characters. And of course, by that time you've had multiple heel turns and, and, you know, character turns um, by other characters at that point. So you kind of, you forget that she's even part of this world. Um, so, and then, yeah. The, the awesome reveal for her coming out of the water which was so cool as well yeah like i don't know i think they really missed the trick because i think that and would have really
1: the, elevated the, the phoebe stuff with her mm. like origin story they were very yeah. careful not to show her in any of that footage mm. um and what did you and think so, about that
0: and together because i found that super messy
1: i found that really confusing and and mm. kind of kind of well it, it They tried Um, to just
0: make Samara a good guy, pretty much, in this movie.
1: Yeah, they had to find a way to give her a reason to be joining the blood cult from Mm. the first movie. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, um, you know, I do really want to watch the first movie now, coming out of this second movie, because I kind of want to see how much of a baddie Samara is in that first movie. Um, And then, kind of, you know, judge this one, um, and and kind of how it finally pans out. But yeah, it it definitely kind of chucked a lot in there very quickly with uh, Mm -hmm. Phoebe's character, kind of her origin, what was going on, kind of because I saw this when we first see this savage car crash. I think that she's not involved in it at all, and then she's in one of the cars. Like, Mm -hmm. like how how does she survive? How does Samara survive? And obviously, they tried to explain that a bit, but. Yeah, it it does get messy for sure, Um, but um, you know it. uh, I think it it serves the purpose what it needs to do for the for the finale bit, Um, Mm. and and yeah, like you you said about kind of um, soundtrack and kind of licensed songs. I mean, this movie is called Killer Queen, and Mm. they chose a great moment to actually bring the song out. I thought It, it was it was brilliant.
0: Is there like any other reason why the movie's called that <laughs> or is it literally because of that song like is there, is there is there something i'm missing
1: i i just think you know it was a <laughs> it was they, they it's a banging song and they <clears throat> they had it in mind for the finale and they're like well you know
0: fair enough why not i, I kind of love it gonna... i feel like that's where a lot of decisions on this movie is made like that
1: <laughs> yeah that like big decisions and that yeah that's why yeah that's why i respect it
0: <laughs> fair enough um But yeah, we, we did actually have an email this week, um, which I'll throw in here. Cause there is some spoilers in here, um, Mm. from Cody, um, who had seen this movie. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it's glad that we're talking about it now. Um, But he gave his thoughts on it He said uh, I feel like the script Needed some work Um, The camp was turned up to 11 Uh, While that's great It also detracts From what's happening In the movie I love the new additions To the cult I thought they were funny Um, When two of them Tried to run away The devil was just like Hell now and killed them Um, That was a really cool scene Actually Yeah was funny I also thought Phoebe Was a great character She had some great lines And was a perfect match For Cole Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the gore The surfboard scene In particular Made me choke on my Morning coffee Yeah that scene's Really good Um, Why are you
1: watching This film in the morning
0: (laughs) I did as well <laughs> i just woke up and was like what should i do today oh, i just watched the film um uh, but uh the Maybe
1: the kills in the wrong guy. <laughs>
0: i want to quickly mention before we get to our email, like the kills in particular i thought were very inconsistent because some of them were awesome like that yeah. one and then some of them just were really far away like cgi which was a shame um yeah which is weird because it's like when they did it and when they really went for it, it was really good. And then there was mm. a couple that they clearly just phoned in and was like, ah, we'll just CGI it later. And you could tell for sure. Mm. Um, he went on to say, um, however, I felt Bella Thorne's performance was awful in both films. Um, it was more campy than the films. And I felt like her delivery was a bit much other than that. I enjoyed the film. It's the first is a bit better with the build-up up intention, but it's a great sequel. I'd give it three out of five surfboards um yeah like i think with bella Thorne, she's just not a very good actor in the slightest (laughs) i don't think like we've seen her in a few stuff now and that's that's what she's capable of really she's just not a good actor so i don't really blame her for that because she's just not very good especially in a cast this strong as well
1: yeah i mean i think that's probably like as strong as she could possibly be Mm. uh to be honest with you because she is playing like such a such a kind of uh you know ditzy character anyway yeah exactly Um, but yeah, she she's definitely the least enjoyable of those kind of core four. Mm-hmm. Um the, the two guys were that were the standout for me, kind of yeah. um and obviously Shirtless Guy being being the main man, he's just hilarious.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that one, Cody. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much the discussion I think of that movie. Fun mm-hmm. movie. An interesting one because it wasn't on our radar very much. And nope. uh those are always the good ones, I guess, when they kind of come out of nowhere. Definitely. So netflix keeping us busy and they they are keeping us busy in fact because there's a lot of stuff coming out of netflix in the next couple of months which is pretty good um yeah that was our discussion on the babysitter killer queen we will take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah, just to sort of finish us off this week, um, we did watch another movie. In fact, um, we did a very big movie called *Tenet*. Um, so yeah, completely spoiler-free. We were not even remotely going to like plot details or anything like I couldn't, that. Couldn't
1: even if I wanted to. No,
0: that's the point. We're doing <laughs> it for
1: our own sake.
0: Um, oh, I forgot to mention actually, we did actually have another. Um, tweet from cody as well so let's throw this in there before we talk about tenet um he said hey bros i tried to watch the lords of salem and i fell asleep watching it um i'm sorry i wasn't a fan but i gave it a shot <clears throat> um well first of all cody don't apologize for not liking a movie because like you know it's, it's everyone's allowed their opinion of course well and...
1: you should have just watched it in the morning mate you've
0: been <laughs> fine <laughs> yeah um no he'd already watched it like <laughs> um but
1: yeah like lords of salem for me is a
0: you know i was thinking about it after this tweet came in and like it's such an interesting movie um because i don't love it i think it's okay i think it's Mm. what's cool about it is that it's like the most un-rob Zombie movie there is, um where it really doesn't feel like the rest of his movies. um The downside is it's the most un-rob Zombie movie there is. So mm-hmm. kind of like it's cool that he made a movie that like I think a lot of people could throw that on, watch it, and then when it says directed by Rob Zombie, they'd be like, "Wow, really?" Like because it really doesn't have pretty much all of those conventions mm-hmm. that I think of in a Rob movie. um But of course, we're speaking from the perspective of we love Rob's movies, and mm-hmm. so that's why to me it's it's just nowhere near as rewatchable as the rest of his movies. You know, I Watch a Rob Zombie movie because I want to see a Rob Zombie movie, um, but it's still yeah. it's still a good cool film. I mean,
1: I mean, I remember vividly when this movie came out, and um, somehow there was a DVD release of this, <clears> even though we we're in a blue Blu-ray, Blu-ray world. And I remember the DVD turned up, and uh, I was it was pretty late when I decided to put it on that day, and uh, you know, it was super pumped. Just noticed this Rob Zombie movie. He's back doing independent stuff. He's back doing what he wants to do after the whole Halloween thing. And I, I put it on and I passed out <laughs> about 40 minutes in. Mm. And so I hear you, Cody, like, and I remember just passing out. And then I remember waking up the next morning being like, oh, my God, like, what the hell just happened? And it took me, you know, as someone that loves Rob and his work, like it it took me a few viewings to get to the point that like, I can appreciate this movie, but Mm -hmm. I, I certainly do not love it. I can see that people like this, this movie and, um, you know, it is just not my sort of movie. And the thing is like, and and like you say, it is just very much not a Rob Zombie movie in, in tone of all of his others. I think even, you know, you look at Halloween and, and uh, I mean, Halloween too, sorry. And and you can criticize Halloween and and speak about it. You know, we have on shows already, but like that movie still feels like a Rob Zombie movie in a lot of different ways. Um, Whereas yeah, this one feels kind of the most different, um, uh and, and yeah so yeah it's it is weird i'm glad that you know ultimately his last few movies have gone back into the traditional rob
0: yeah for me it's it's like what we said before really like it's i don't think it's his worst movie but it's his hardest one to keep rewatching i think yeah. like for those reasons and yeah it's it's uh, it's a long movie man like i won't be dying to rewatch that anytime soon like we watched it what for our was that like episode 100 wasn't it when we watched mm-hmm. like when we met them all and that was definitely yeah. the last time i've seen it and i still feel like i don't need to watch it for a very long time um but yeah just watch all the rest of his movies instead um for sure. so, you know, so yeah tenet um spoiler free of course but yeah mm-hmm. this movie is goddamn insane <laughs> it is indeed like even we a few days removed <gasps> from it i just a couple of times i don't know about you where kind of like if there's just nothing else into your head it just pops into your head and you're like Mm. man what the what the hell did i watch like yeah i really can't tell if this movie is like absolutely amazing really awesome or just like kind of okay like it it really ranges all over the place for me yeah
1: i think i think that's where i'm at with it where i kind of like i'm like is he a genius on another level that i just Mm. can't appreciate? Or did he kind of jump the shark at certain points? And I'm like, I just don't like, and I flip flop back and forwards. Um, You know, ultimately for me, it was a a crazy spectacle that I really enjoyed. But whenever I start to kind of unpack what I saw, my brain starts to hurt. Mm. (laughs) And so I try not to go back to it too much yeah
0: i think the, for me the movie had so many elements which i wanted like the spectacle of it like you mm. said like this movie looks ridiculous it is so unbelievably stunning and mm. it really is like as we keep discussing with these movies being delayed and so many stuff being pushed onto demand like you have to see this movie on the biggest screen possible sure. you just can't watch this at home it just will not be the same experience and so i was so thankful that we got that and i love mm. that aspect of it i think all of the action sequences and all of that stuff is just he is on another level in terms of like an action director like i would yeah. love to see like mission impossible directed by Christopher Nolan, because oh, i think that'd exactly be was the best say. movie ever made <laughs> Like
1: that's what i want more than anything because i, I almost want him to be less known and like mm. and make an action just a pure action movie because, because we
0: saw that with the batman I, movies where he was yeah. like was less convoluted
1: because i don't necessarily want my head to hurt so much mm. uh whilst this is going on because yeah some of the spectacles you get the opening scene of this movie is just absolutely insane Mm -hmm. and it it really sets the pace of the movie and then this movie like this movie goes i mean it does have its moments but this movie does have one hell of a pace to it and it's Mm -hmm. two and a half hours long yeah and i remember being like 45 minutes in thinking jesus christ like this movie just is going you know and it's not it doesn't hit the levels of um fallout where it just keeps elevating and elevating and elevating but Mm. but it really has a good go
0: oh for sure and i think it's it's kind of it has to because of how much stuff they're trying to ram into the mm. to the runtime like one of our problems as we were discussing off air when we saw this was kind of like it was a great movie and we felt like we saw two and a half hours of this long reaching story that mm. nolan's been secretly writing for decades and you know to, to me coming out of it i was like man i can't wait to watch the 10 seasons of television which explain what just happened yeah. and then when it rewatched, let thing. him get
1: ahead of walking dead <laughs>
0: yeah so it's like i i really really like the movie i think the acting is phenomenal i think it's the best kind of character work we've seen in a nola movie for very long time um i think all of that stuff landed and and it landed way more than i expected in this kind of crazy sci-fi time travel thriller the fact that it still had like really human characters that were able to kind of perform so well was really strong for me and unexpected um but I do think the movie is like unnecessarily convoluted. I think that mm. Noah the Nolan movie f- for me does that. Like his movies are crazy, but they always make sense. And kind of I get that you have the context and you see them a lot of times, but like Inception for such a high concept does such a good job of literally mm. having these like tutorial scenes where they're explaining to you exactly how Dream Inception works. Whereas this movie never does that. It never really explains what tenor is or how the time travel and inversion stuff really yeah. works. Um, and it, I I think it desperately needed that, but it's one that sure. maybe along uh con kind of like reviewing we'll we'll be um rewatching would be like easier to understand. Yeah. Um
1: I don't know whether it will. I feel like Nolan mm. like listened to his critics that said stop trying to like over explain yeah don't give us an hour and a like a 30 minute tutorial of mm-hmm. your world. And he was like, Okay, I'll yeah. create a more complicated world in Inception and give you no explanation for it. And yeah, and like I still had a really good time, but yeah, I, I wish I had that explanation
0: like I love movies when you're trying to decipher what's going on and put all the pieces together mm. because yeah, like you, there's a couple the of pieces need this. to come together. Yeah. Like, and there are a couple of times when it did for me yeah. and you kind of, you work out what's going on and those scenes are the best scenes and they're so satisfying. Sure. But I think if you're watching a two and a half hour movie and you spend a majority of the time really struggling and confused and trying to work out what's going on, like it does end up being a little bit frustrating. Um, mm. Yeah. Like, like I say, I still love this movie and I'm glad we saw it for the reasons, like I said, of it just being this huge spectacle um yeah i just wish it kind of came together a little bit like it like i have quite a few issues with the way the finale turned out but obviously not getting into spoilers no um, and
1: our, our excitement is the fact that you know we've been so deprived of cinema horror yeah and obviously we got back last week um, and we talked about the movie for the show and it was a disappointment so just to get back and see this spectacle at the cinema you know was exciting and thrilling for sure
0: oh yeah this movie is still better than like a lot of movies you know like Mm. it's it's easily one of the best movies i've seen this year by far um Mm. i think to me chris is one of those guys who's just over delivered time and time again and even though like it was weird because coming out of dunkirk i was like man what a well-made movie that i enjoyed that i'll never watch again (laughs) and i've still only Mm. seen that movie once at the cinema um whereas like inception in estella um even memento and the prestige i've literally seen like dozens of times those movies are just so rewatchable um Mm. so i wonder if this will have that same sort of rewatchable factor um but it's still such a cool movie um definitely be yeah, kind of worth mentioning that like um so obviously it came out in north america last week um did 20 million in the first weekend um mm-hmm this past weekend it made six and a half um so a 66 percent drop off yeah. and that was kind of what i was alluding to in the news where like a lot of companies saw this and have decided to pull their movies because they're not Tenet. um you yeah. know these are these are like decent numbers but obviously nowhere near what Tenet would have made um as of right now these, it's made these numbers
1: are fine like they're not yeah. even decent
0: well, that's the thing, like, f- and, and it's, it's for this movie, you know, like this is being marketed to hell and yeah, it's made 207 million worldwide, Um, which again is decent. And, and again, it's not like a, you know, a previous Nolan movie by any stretch. Um, and obviously I think now he's going to have the cinemas to himself for a very long time. So I could see this movie yeah. making decent money over the coming months, but I, I don't think any other companies are going to want to do that. I'm like, Oh yeah, we can put a movie out and then keep it in cinemas for six months and hope to make money. Like, that's just not going to be the case. So it was an interesting gamble. What what Warner bros kind of took on this one. Like, I'm curious what they think of this because Mm. they knew it wasn't going to set the world alight, but it's still making some money. Like it's better than going on.
1: That's for sure. I think the problem is that, you know, we talk all the time, like, movies are judged on their success and Mm. their success within a month at the box office not about about longevity yeah not about longevity yeah it's yeah it's mostly yeah like you say it's open and weekend is what everyone Mm. talks about unless you're a juggernaut and so i think kind of yeah this one is going to be interested because i think you know we won't know how they feel about it until six months time Mm. um but i think every other movie has kind of said well we're just going to let them have that six months and see what their numbers net out at there because it's clearly not going to do gangbusters straight away. So if we cannibalize that movie, like we, we screw ourselves as well. So we're just going to let it ride.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that even Candyman looked at this and was like, no, thank you. Like, we'll just wait until next mm. year, like Speaks Volumes, I think, where... Yeah you know obviously wonder woman got pushed like black widow is still scheduled to come out with bond as well this year but it's like mm. man are we gonna see these movies it's crazy that i thought we were kind of past the whole i thought the movies that were gonna move had moved and i thought the movies that had kind of stayed in 2020 were just gonna ride it out but i think yeah. we're still so far away from that aren't we where a lot of movies yeah we just, just don't know pushing. man yeah like it's crazy this could be the only big cinema release now for the rest of the year and that Mm. really wouldn't be that surprising we're only in september
1: like at this point yeah i'd be surprised if it's not like if if we Mm. do get another one
0: yeah it's insane so that's why i enjoyed it so much Mm. like it's yeah it it gave me a little taste of what we normally get on like a monthly basis and we've just been so deprived of that in 2020 so i I was thankful for this movie that i was able to just switch off and think that like movies were still a thing that i existed that i enjoyed i yeah i remember big budget movies in the cinema Mm -hmm. that was a good time um because yeah like the on-demand stuff is of course still there and it's great but there's just something about these big temple movies seeing them at the cinema they just feel different man especially when they deliver like i always remember as we just discussed a minute ago when seeing mission impossible fallout like at the cinema was like one of my all-time favorite experiences like it was just incredible um and it doesn't matter how good like on-demand stuff is it will never compare to that experience um but uh yeah that is pretty much it for this week um kind of in the coming weeks there's a lot of different stuff coming out like the one that i'm keeping my eyes peeled for right now which is really up in the air is antebellum mm. um you know we discussed that like a lot in the news where it's supposed to be coming out this friday um it's supposed to be on demand in the us and then theatrically uh international when we're open basically where mm. available of course, cinemas are open in the u k our local cinema is still open, um but Indeed. they don't have they Give don't it have first. it there right now um so yeah we'll, we'll keep checking in the coming days, but um if not, um Netflix have us covered because that uh the devil all the time is out this week mm. um which yeah, I'm actually way more excited to see that than I am antebellum like it looks yeah, so cool. it does sound cool um with the ridiculous cast, so yeah, either way, like we've got some cool stuff coming like in the next few weeks, which is very good um. But yeah, that was episode two hundred and fourteen. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. Shut up, because never could. me now, you